Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So this morning we're reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 4, Chapter 31, Text Number 19. And the occasion is that today is the MSF, Monthly Sankirtan Festival. So we're going to read a little bit about the glories of preaching. Krishna Consciousness. Dayaya Sarvabhuteshu Santusya yena kenava Savendriya vasantya cha Tusyatyasu janardana Dayaya sarabhuteshu Santusya yena kenava Sarendriyo Vasantyacha Tushyatyasu Janardanaha Dayaya Sarabhuteshu Santusya Yenakenava Sarendriyo Vasantyacha Tushyatyasu Janardanaha By showing mercy, Sarvabhuteshu, to all living entities, Santusya, by being satisfied, Yenakenava, somehow or other, Sarva Indriya, all the senses, Upashantya, by controlling, Cha, also, Tushyati, become satisfied, Ashu, very soon, Janardana, the Lord of all living entities. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. By showing mercy to all living entities, being satisfied somehow or other and controlling the senses from sense enjoyment, one can very quickly satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Janardhan. Purport. These are some of the ways in which the Supreme Personality of Godhead can be satisfied by the devotee. The first item mentioned is Dhyaya Sarvabhuteshu, showing mercy to all conditioned souls. The best way to show mercy is to spread Krishna consciousness. The entire world is suffering for want of this knowledge. People should know that the Supreme excuse me, Personality of God is the original cause of everything. 
Knowing this, everyone should directly engage in his devotional service. Those who are actually learned, advanced, and spiritual understanding should preach Krishna consciousness all over the world so that people may take to it and make their lives successful. The word Sarvabhuteshu is significant because it applies not only to human beings, but to all the living entities appearing in the 8,400,000 species of life. The devotee can do good not only to humanity, but to all living entities as well. Everyone can benefit spiritually by the chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. When the transcendental vibration of the Hare Krishna is sounded, even the trees, animals, and insects benefit. Thus, when one chants the Hare Krishna Mahamantra loudly, he actually shows mercy to all living entities. To spread the Krishna consciousness movement throughout the world, the devotees should be satisfied in all conditions. Narayana parasarve nakutashchana viviti svarga pavarga narakesu apitu yaradharsana Srimad Bhagavatam 6, 17, 28 It does not matter to the pure devotee if he has to go to hell to preach. The Supreme Lord lives in the heart of a hog although the Lord is in Vaikuntha. Even while preaching in hell, a pure devotee remains a pure devotee by his constant association with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. To attain this state, one has to control his senses. The senses are automatically controlled when one's mind is engaged in the service of the Lord. Om Jnana Gyananjana Salakaya Chakshram Militam Jaina Tasmai Sri Garavena Mahamukram Grotavachalam Pangunam Hede Yatkripa Taram Mande Sri Gurum Dinadar Vanshikalpatribhyas Chakripa Sindhubdevacha Patitanam Pavani Vaishnavibhyo Namonamaha Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunit Jananda Sri Advaita Garadhar Sri Vasari Gaur Bhaktavinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. So t- today is a special festival day called the Monthly Sankirtan Festival. Now someone may question, well, generally festivals are very joyful, you know, chanting and dancing and taking prasadam and dramas and you know. but this is a, a book distribution festival <laughs> generally it's not uh, known as a festival to go out and distribute books because it's an austerity so this is the brainchild of Vaisheshika Prabhu who experiences book distribution as a festival. The reason being is because when you actually uh, get into book distribution, it is a very, very wonderful activity. It's a transcendental activity. Uh, It's a festival for the soul, actually. Because uh, Krishna says, Nayan lokos te yagyasya kutonya krusotama. That if one does not perform sacrifice, then one cannot be happy on this planet or in this life. What to speak of the next life. So, Happiness is very much related with festivals. So Krishna is saying here, you cannot be happy without performing sacrifice. So it's a way to achieve happiness. Prabhupada wrote to the Guru Kul teachers right here in Dallas. He said, you teach the children the joy of austerity. The joy of austerity. Why is it joyful to engage in austerity? Because it's purifying. 
There's people that go to festivals, but they're miserable. But if one is pure, then one enjoy the festival. If one is pure, then his whole life is a festival. <laughs> Because one is acting for Krishna. That is what is a festival. To act for the pleasure of Krishna. And therefore, as I mentioned the other day, in the spiritual world, it's a constant festival. Because everyone is always engaged in the service of Krishna. So this activity of book distribution is very, very pleasing to Krishna. And therefore he says, Yai dang paramangu yang mudbhakti sodhasati. Anyone who is preaching this message of Bhagavad Gita is most dear to me, and there'll never be anyone more dear to me than that person. So it's, it's a very, very glorious activity. And it's an activity that is, that is needed so much. Just like we were just reading or chanting this prayers to Srila Prabhupada. That the spiritual master, he, uh, he frees one from this vast ocean of, of suffering in this material world. People are suffering. It's like every year... In this country, about 33,000 people commit suicide every year. And three times that amount attempt and fail. And people are taking alcohol and they're taking drugs and there's just so many ways they're trying to forget their suffering. It's a place of suffering. But Krishna consciousness is a festival. Chanting, dancing, taking prasadam, and distributing the mercy of Krishna, distributing knowledge of Krishna. Just to have knowledge of Krishna is so nice. Even Krishna, he says in the, in the or not Krishna, but in the Srimad Bhagavatam, it's stated that uh, if we just relish the message of Krishna, then Krishna is so pleased that he reveals himself to such a devotee. Just see how kind Krishna is. If we just relish the message of Bhagavatam, of Bhagavad Gita, then Krishna is so pleased that he, he reveals himself. And this is a festival to be, uh, to attain revelation of Krishna. For a Christian to reveal oneself, that's like, that's a festival. I mean, I could tell you personally, in, in my whatever realizations I do have of Krishna consciousness, it was mostly revealed to me when I was distributing books. And Krishna can, or Srila Prabhupada confirms that in one purport. He says the best way to realize. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is to preach the message of Godhead. And because Krishna is pleased. And that's when he reveals himself, when we please him. Yeah. So, uh, this activity of going out and giving this knowledge is very glorious. Yeah. Uh, and here, This word, dayaya, means compassion. So this compassion is not an, an easy quality to acquire. But it's there, it's in the heart of all living entities. Uh, so it's something that we should pray for. We should pray to Krishna, please Krishna, bless me with compassion. So that I can help these conditioned souls. Actually, book distribution is all about prayer. We have to pray to Krishna. Because, as I mentioned earlier, it's, it's not an easy service. It's a little austerity. So that gives impetus to take shelter of Krishna. And therefore, Queen Kunti, she says, Vipida Santutasasva Tatra Tatra Jagat Guru. Bhavata Udarsana Yatar Apuna Bhavadarsana. 
She prays, please, Krishna, give me calamity. Give me a difficulty. Anybody here pray like that? Pray for difficulty? <laughs> I think she's in her own class of devotion. <laughs> because when these difficulties come, then what happens? Then you take shelter of Krishna. Just like there's a saying in war, there's no atheist in a foxhole. You know what a foxhole is? When there's a war, there's these ditches, these trenches. And the soldiers are in these, these trenches called foxholes. And they're shooting from just, a, just above the edge there. And the bullets are flying over their head. So it's a very dangerous situation. So there's no atheist there. I had one because there's so much danger there. I had one friend, he was in the Vietnam War, and he was uh, dropped from, a, from one of these big helicopters, about 50 people, American soldiers dropped, parachute. And when they landed, they were all being shot and killed. And my friend was just like, he was just like completely shocked. So he just fell down and started praying to God, shouting to God for mercy, for protection. And he was one of the six that didn't die. So when he got back to America, soon after he got back to America, he met the devotees and became a devotee. So Krishna really heard him, you know. <laughs> He's still a devotee. So when there's difficulty, Naturally, a sincere soul takes shelter of Krishna. Yeah. So, also to go out on book distribution, it's an austerity. Yeah. But what is the austerity? Some people are going to say no. Basically, that's the austerity. <laughs> But the false ego doesn't like that austerity. <laughs> We don't like, nobody likes rejection. Right? But it's not that big a deal. To get, you know, rejection. It's good for the false ego, actually. Very good. Because who are we? We're very small. So to get rejection, it's good. Yeah. We may have this idea of who we are, a big important person. Just like there's, we have some devotees in our movement that are GBCs, gurus and sannyasis, and they go out on book distribution. Now, wherever they go in our society, they're very much respected. But when they go out on book distribution, now nah, get out of my way, don't bother me, you know, go, go get a job. You know. And they tell me, it's good, this is good. You know. It checks the, the false ego. You know, who doesn't have a false ego here? So it's, it bathes, it's actually bathing the subtle body, you know, becoming free of the subtle body, the mind, the false and ego, and the contaminated intelligence and consciousness. So we're getting... It's very nice, it's very good for the false ego to, get, to become free of this false ego, to become purified, cleansed of all this contamination. Yeah, so, it's a blessing to have this opportunity to go out and give this knowledge to others, yeah, to uh, have compassion upon the conditioned souls. And to distribute books also, we have to be very tolerant. Yeah. Generally here at the temple, there's not much that we have to tolerate, is it? What do we have to tolerate here? Can anybody think of anything? Of course, most of you are working people, so you have to tolerate sometimes your, your job. They did one statistic in America of the percentage of, uh, of, of happiness in a person's life, of misery and boredom. So what they found is that 90% of the time people are bored. 5% of the time they're miserable. And 5% of the time, they're happy, materially. 
So, why? Why is that? 90% of the time they're bored. Why? Because they have their job. And no one likes their job. <laughs> Very rare to find someone that likes their job. They're enthusiastic to get up in the morning and go to their job. Right? Very rare to find. And so it's boring. Just going there to pay bills. So material life is boring. I remember I was on Harinam one time with some devotees in Los Angeles and one person walked by us and he said, you know, you guys are boring. <laughs> so I was thinking, Yani that what is night for all beings is the time of awakening for the self-control. And what is the time of awakening for all beings is night for the introspective sage. So what he thinks is boring, we think it's wonderful you know, to chant the glories of Krishna. But then what does he turn around and do? He, he turns around and walks into a bar, right? Or to a movie. So we think that's boring. What a, what a horrible waste of life, you know? Going to movies and drinking and going to disc, discotheques and all this. You know, they're, they're dancing in the, in, the, in the discotheques. But the soul is crying. But if we dance in front of the deities, then the soul is also dancing. Such a nice life we have. Who is dancing at 4.30 in the morning? Huh? Except for the Hare Krishnas. What a nice way to start the day. Dancing, chanting. Yeah. So nice. There are some people also dancing at 4.30, but they're, they're all intoxicated. So we're the only ones that, that aren't intoxicated that are chanting and dancing at 4.30 in the morning. Such a wonderful life. And then we have such nice philosophy. Just like the, the beginning of our philosophy, the ABCs, is that we are not the body. But is there any religion on the planet or any philosophy on the planet that he even has any understanding that we're not the body? There's one that was what, 2,200 years ago? Socrates? When did he live? Something like that. Prabhupada was very fond of Socrates. He was so intelligent that just by his intellect he was able to realize and understand that he was not the body. So much so that when the government asked him how he wanted to be taken care of after death, they asked him, do you want to be buried? Do you want to be burned? What do you want? He replied, you'll have to catch me. You're not going to burn me. You're not going to bury me. I'm going somewhere else. You guys are going to be left with my body with the shell but you're not going to touch me. <laughs> so realized, he died with this complete realization that he's not the body. So this is some of the information that we're giving people when we distribute books. Reality, you're not the body. Just a few days ago I was distributing books in, in Denver and one student asked me, so what is this going to tell me? I told him, this book is going to explain to you very clearly, in detail, how this body, I touched his heart, is not who you are. This is not you. You're something else. You're the soul within. Said, oh, okay. That sounds interesting. <laughs> so he took a Bhagavad Gita. So people don't hear this anywhere. And that's just the very beginning. So much information we have. Nahi jnana sadrasam pavitam ihavidyate. There is nothing so sublime and pure as transcendental knowledge. And when one has become accomplished in the practice of devotional service, he experiences and enjoys this knowledge within himself. 
So we experience it, you get realization and you enjoy this knowledge. Generally, people don't enjoy, you go to the university, who, you know, people aren't enjoying, they're doing it just as, you know, to get their degree, to go out and make some money. But this knowledge, it's, it, you can enjoy, you can relish this knowledge, this transcendental knowledge. So this, this is what is most needed, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He said that this is the only lack in society is Krishna consciousness. So we want to give this knowledge out to the people. And, yeah, we have to be tolerant. We have to be compassionate. So this activity of book distribution, it helps us become spiritually strong. Yeah. It's like I was questioning how, you know, what do we have to tolerate? But when we go on book distribution, you have to be tolerant. Just like it might be hot out today, probably will be. It might even be a little wet. You're going to get rejection. So when we go on book distribution, we have to be tolerant. Excuse me. So this helps us build up this uh, our strength in Krishna consciousness. It's like uh, people that work out at the gyms, you know, they're, they're working out to become strong materially. So there's a saying, no pain, no gain. So they don't mind the, the pain because they know they're getting stronger. So when we go out preaching Krishna consciousness, sometimes it's a little difficult. But that's good. That means you're becoming stronger. If you can tolerate, then you become stronger and stronger. Yeah. And this is what we want, right? We want to become strong spiritually. Yeah. That's why we've come to the Krishna consciousness movement. We, we want to become spiritually very uh, strong. So this helps us going out and, and preaching Krishna consciousness to develop this spiritual strength. And then when difficulties come, then uh, we're able to handle the difficulty. If we're not strong spiritually, then it'll be difficult to, to handle the challenges, the tests, that come before us. So this helps us to become very strong. So Srila Prabhupada, he's left us this, this mission of spreading Krishna consciousness. And it's a glorious mission. Uh, and we should count our blessings that we have this opportunity to do this activity because the six Goswamis is described Nana Shastra Vichara Naikanupunao Sadharma Sangstapaka. That the six Goswamis of Vrindavan, they were scrutinizingly studying all the revealed scriptures with the aim of establishing religious principles for the benefit of all of society. So Srila Prabhupada he fulfilled that desire of the six Goswamis and of all the Acharyas. So now we've been left with this glorious mission of giving this knowledge out to others. Yeah. So it's a wonderful service that we've been given. And I was just listening to Vaisheshika Prabhu, one of his classes, and he mentions that that it's always good to set goals. Like Prabhupada, he set goals. He told the devotees that, that, that were with the BBT, you know, the Chaitanya Charitamritas, it was going very slow. I think they were doing one book a year or something like that. But Prabhupada wanted the Chaitanya Charitamrita done very quickly. 
So he said he wanted all 17 volumes in two months. And devotees were just like, just could not believe that Prabhupada would even suggest it. And the BBT manager said, Prabhupada, I, just, I, I see this is just it's impossible. Two months, 17 volumes. They were doing one volume. I think it was a year. How can we possibly do that? And Prabhupada replied. Anybody remember what Prabhupada said? Impossible is a word in a fool's dictionary. <laughs> so, it'd be nice to set some goals here. I was looking at the, uh, our ISKCON book distribution word newsletter. And what you guys did yesterday, or excuse me, <laughs> what you did last year was 3,924 books for 2012. And 3,228 book points. So I was speaking to a Chutu Govinda, and he said already they're a little ahead of what they did last year at this time. Yeah? So that's good. So I was thinking, shoot for a goal. 5,000 books minimum. That would be the minimum. As you're going now, you'll probably reach that without too much uh, hard work. And then uh, also, try for doubling. Prabhupada used to say, double it. Devotees would go to Prabhupada with huge scores and thinking that Prabhupada's going to be so pleased and Prabhupada would just say, now double it. <laughs> so he didn't do that much last year, 3,200 book points. Just to give you an idea of how many, of, of, of what you're capable, what Dallas Temple is capable of doing. Dallas Temple used to be number one in the country. And the biggest year they ever had was, I think they did, uh, I didn't write it down here, I think it was 120,000 book points for the year. So you did 3,000 last year. <laughs> Just to give you an idea. <laughs> number one in the, in the country. Way up there. So, uh, it's possible to do very big here. It's just uh, determination and trying to get a lot of people. If you have a lot of people doing a little, then the result is a lot. Yeah. Of course, if you have a lot of people doing a lot, then it becomes much more. <laughs> but we don't have full-time book distributors here. So it's part-time. But if you have a lot of part-time devotees doing a little, then it adds up to a lot. And there's devotees here that have gotten a taste for book distribution. It's a nice activity. I can tell you personally my most wonderful experiences in Krishna consciousness has been on book distribution. It's just such a wonderful activity. Quite often when I'm on book distribution, I'm, I'm distributing and, it, and it's, I'm just walking around just so happy and smiling, just smiling all day long. And at the end of the day, I have to I have to massage my smile muscles, yeah, because it's just so a wonderful activity. Yeah, you probably don't run into many people like that. You know? <laughs> we actually have smile muscles. I didn't realize it until I went on book distribution. Yeah? <laughs> so it's a wonderful activity. It's a festival, and. The more we uh, seriously practice Christian consciousness, the more you'll experience that it's a festival. It's a wonderful activity. And you'll be hankering. There's many devotees in Vaisheshika Prabhu's party in, in uh, San Jose. If they can't wait till the weekend comes, they can go out on book distribution again. Because they have to do their boring job and then when the weekend comes out, it's such a relief. So it is, it's a relief to go out on book distribution. We become free of our false ego. 
That's what is relief. We, we get relieved of the bodily conception of life. Yeah. And when we, are, when we go on book distribution, we should approach them with the understanding that we're speaking to the soul. Go just connect straight to the soul. Just go beyond the body, beyond the dress, and connect to the soul. And pray to Krishna for this realization that they are a soul within and they want these books. The mind may not want. It's like sometimes I distribute books and they say, no, 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 I'm not interested. So then I sometimes I, I point to their head, up here you're not interested. Then I point to the heart, but here you're very interested. And sometimes they buy the book when I say that. <laughs> because it's true. They want these books. And not only do they want the books, but the super soul in their heart also wants them to take a book. It's like one devotee was telling me, it's like it's three against one. <laughs> you got the soul who you're approaching wants the book. And the super soul next to that soul also wants him to take the book. And the super soul here also wants him to take the book. So the super soul wants them to take a book for millions of lifetimes. They've been in forgetfulness of Krishna. So now they get this opportunity to hear about Krishna. So it's actually this moment that we approach people to give them a book is the most important moment of this life. Many lives, maybe. Who knows when was the last time that they got an opportunity to hear about Krishna. So today we're going to approach a lot of people. And this moment that we're approaching them is the most important moment of their life. So how serious we have to be you know, to get them to take a book. Pray very in intensely to Krishna. Please help me to be an instrument in your hands. Please give me compassion. Help me to understand that they are the soul within. Krishna Shakti Vedanahi. Without the mercy of Krishna, one cannot spread Krishna consciousness. So we have to pray for that mercy, to be empowered. And how do we become empowered to distribute books? We have to have very strong sadhana. We have to be connected to Krishna. Chant very attentive japa. The book distribution gives impetus to having strong sadhana. Just like before you go out on work, your particular, whatever particular job you have, you chant your rounds before you go out, I, I assume. You may have some left after work. But the japa that you chant before you go to work, I'm sure is not on the level of the japa that you chant before you go on book distribution. There's, there's some difference there. Am I yes? Am I saying correctly? Is that true? Yeah? Or no? Yes? Yes? Okay. Yes, because here when you go on book distribution, you have to, you're really depending on the mercy of Krishna. You go to work, you're depending on your ability. You have your whatever skill you have. But when you go on book distribution, your skill doesn't, you know, just like I've been distributing books for 35 years now. And even though I, I know how to distribute books, you know, I've been doing it a while, but sometimes it doesn't happen. <laughs> People don't take books. And then you gotta, I got to pray, Krishna, please help me to be an instrument in your hands. You know, so it's not that at, at one point then it becomes easy. No, it's a... It's, a, it's an activity, it's such a glorious activity that one has to always be taking shelter of Krishna in order to do this activity. So this is the special benediction of book distribution. Chaitasa sarva karmani mais para. Krishna says, in all activities, just depend upon me and always work under my protection. And such consciousness fully surrendered to me. So we have to depend on Krishna 
don't depend on our abilities. Like there's one interesting thing that happened to one brahmachari. He was distributing books at a university and, and he was traveling with two sannyasis. And he would set up engagements for them to speak at the universities with professors in classes. And then he would distribute books. So this one particular day he had set up all the arrangements for speaking in certain classes. And then he was distributing books. And he was amazed. So many people were taking books. He was thinking, wow, now I got it down. Now I know, finally know how to distribute books. So then when the sannyasis came, he told the sannyasis, I can distribute a book to anybody. And the sannyasi said, oh yeah, let's see. Yeah, watch me. So then he was going around. No one took a book for two hours. <laughs> and then he understood, oh, it was Krishna's mercy. It wasn't my ability. It wasn't my skill. It was Krishna's mercy. You see? So then he realized, yeah, that was Bir Krishna Maharaj. <laughs> and he was traveling with Sridhananda Maharaj and Satsuru Maharaj. So then he realized, oh, yes. Without mercy of Krishna, we cannot distribute books. So we have to, therefore we have to pray, Krishna, please help me to be your instrument. Nimitamatram bhavasavyasachin. Please give me compassion for these conditioned souls. Help me to understand this is what is most needed in their life. They don't know. They don't know that what is actually valuable in their life is that they learn about Krishna. This is what is most valuable. But what are they thinking is valuable? Sense gratification. Therefore they're blind. And they're being led by other blind people. So these books, by giving them these books, we're giving them eyes. Jnana chakshush. So they can see what is truth. What is real knowledge. What will give them actual happiness? They don't know now. These are guidelines for happiness. For understanding the absolute truth. And guidelines for getting on the right path. Now everybody's on the wrong path. Just like we are. We're all on the wrong path. Going the wrong direction. And now we're on this bhakti marg. The path of bhakti. So Krishna wants everybody to be on this path. And therefore he comes. Krishna is very kind. He wants uh, everyone to, to be happy in Krishna consciousness. Because he's the father of everyone. And when he sees sons suffering, it gives pain. Paradukuduki. Right? So if we seriously take to this Bhakti Marg, this path of devotion. And Krishna's so pleased. And if we also go out to help others onto this path, imagine how pleased Krishna is. This is how to get the special mercy of Krishna. Srila Prabhupada said, if you distribute books, then you're on the fast lane back to Godhead because you're getting the favorable glance of Krishna. He's so pleased by this activity. You can't imagine. This is therefore this is called the family business. Family business, yes. Iskon family business. And giving Krishna to others who aren't so fortunate as ourselves. We were also unfortunate, suffering out there. I mean, I was in class one time, Karmi school. High school, ninth grade, psychology class. And the professor asked, who in here has ever thought of committing suicide? And I was shocked. Everybody raised their hand, except for me and one other person. I was thinking, my God, how could anybody think of committing suicide? 
I was thinking, man, I must be in, in a room with a bunch of sick people. You know, I just thought I was completely sick, you know. <laughs> the desire to commit suicide. So I understood, wow, people are suffering. You know, so people are suffering all over the world, and this is the solution. There used to be a, a bus in Australia, Sankirtan bus. Hare Krishna. No, no, Krishna consciousness, the positive alternative. So when people are suffering, what do they do? They take alcohol to forget, to forget their suffering. They take drugs or they commit suicide. So this is the solution. This is the positive alternative. Many devotees I've spoken to, they were also on the verge of suicide. And then they got a book and then thought, oh, thank God. Now I understand what is the goal of life. Now I understand that the reason I'm suffering is because this is a place of suffering. <laughs> Everybody's suffering in this world. I was preaching to some student at a university and I was explaining this out. Now everyone's suffering in this world. And he said, no, everybody's not suffering. I said, yeah, everyone's suffering. He said, I'm not suffering. Oh, you're not suffering. You don't get headaches? Yeah, of course I get headaches. Everybody gets headaches. Well, that's my point. <laughs> you may be suffering less than others, but you're suffering. It's like now I'm, I'm disagreeing with you. And you're disturbed. That's also suffering. Someone disagrees with you, hey, you're getting angry now. <laughs> suffering. Someone just disagrees with you. That's also suffering. So, some people are suffering less. Some people are suffering more. But everybody is. But this is how to get out. By taking to Krishna consciousness. So, does that sound like a, like a good goal? Nityananda Prabhu. Minimum 5,000 books. Or you could also think of 5,000 points. That's a little bit more. And if you really want to go for it, try to double what you did last year. Oh, yeah, that's the goal already. You already have that goal. Six, over 6,000 points. Oh, good. Looks good. You're going that direction? Yeah? Oh, very good. So you're following Prabhupada's formula. <laughs> double it. <laughs> and you can keep on. There's a temple in, uh, in Europe. They're doubling what they did last year, and they're already looking good. And the next year, they're going to double what they did the previous year. So they're just going to keep going. Yeah. And what happens when you set goals is magic. Magic happens. Just like when they had this goal of 17 volumes in, in, in two months, the devotees are just like, they're just thinking, how is this possible? But then they had so much love for Prabhupada, they just thought, there's no, there's no question, we have to do it. And magic happened. And you know what's amazing? I've spoken to devotees that were on that marathon. The marathon didn't stop after that. <laughs> it continued. They just got on, the, on a, uh, a momentum going, and they didn't want to stop. <laughs> so it just kept going. <laughs> So, and they were, that they were able to do it, it was just, it was magic. There was, on that last day of those two months, the devotees were at Mangalartik and they were all crying because it was just unbelievable. Prabhupada manifest magic in their lives that they were able to do that. So, I hope you have all success in your goal. So is there any question or comment? Yes, Nityananda Prabhu. And you're talking about causeless mercy. You know, Krishna is speaking about causeless mercy like that. And, and, I was doing service at the back doing Samadhi Puja. So I caught the first two. I didn't quite catch the last two. I caught the uh, tolerance and compassion. You're speaking about how Krishna becomes easily pleased. 
And of course, that can be related to, to book distribution as right. well. And there's, you know, tolerance, like you said, and compassion, reaching out to people, helping them with Krishna consciousness. There's a third point, and then the fourth point, as I understood it, was being uh, very well disposed towards others, being helpful towards others, something friendly, friendly towards, towards other others. entities. Yes. But what was the third one? I, I because I was doing being service, equal, samat bhena chasharvama, being equal, okay. seeing everyone equally, or being equal to others, yeah. to everyone. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So this is uh, when we go on book distribution. This also helps us to develop this uh, equal vision towards everyone. Of course, naturally we discriminate. You know, if there's some young person coming and there's a businessman coming with a thousand dollar business suit on, <laughs> naturally we, we approach the younger person who might be more uh, receptive to receiving a book. But if there's nothing, just like I was in the airport one time in, in Los Angeles, and there was no one in the airport, it was just like, it was just in between flights, and it was, it was just dead. But there was one person coming, with like that, like a businessman, with like a thousand dollar suit on. You know, just hardcore businessman. Generally we don't approach him, because they just like, you know, blow us off, you know, show me, you know, just <laughs> not interested. So I thought, well, he's the only one here, and he's a spirit soul. <laughs> Deep down, he's a spirit soul. <laughs> so I approached him. And I uh, showed him, I, he stopped, and then I showed him the Bhagavad Gita, and, and he said, you know, you're not going to believe this, but I'm completely into this. You know, this is, what you've just showed me is just, it's so nice. You know, can I give you a donation for this? He said, well, if you want to, yeah, we'll accept. <laughs> so he gave a very nice donation for it, and I was like, well, you never know, you see, you never know. I was at a book table in a, in, at a university and, and I had my books on a table and one trash man came by rolling his trash can and he stopped in front of the table and he said, hey, what, what you got here? I said, oh, these books on yoga, meditation, higher consciousness, inner peace and I started showing him the book and said, wow, good, I like it. Yeah, can I, can I get one? I said, yeah, yeah. So he bought it and he pulled out one of his plastic bags and he put it in a plastic bag and put it in the trash <laughs> to protect it. But generally, he wouldn't approach someone that's pushing a, a trash can, right? But then he stops and on his own volition, he takes the book. So we never know who's going to take a book, who isn't going to take a book. Vaisheshika Prabhu was telling me that that one devotee sold a whole Srimad Bhagavatam set to a bum in, uh, in Chicago or somewhere. You know, he, he didn't, uh, he was getting government money, but he just couldn't, couldn't live, you know, normally, he just, he just lived on the streets. You know. So he was interested in the books of a guy that when he's reading the books he put them in a locker somewhere and he would just lock them up and then take the book out and when he got finished he'd put it back or so you never know who's going to take a book yes Nityananda Chandra Prabhu Hare Krishna if you remember uh, Janardhan old book distributor Nityananda Chandra he was he was the top book distributor do you all know that he used to be in Seattle right or do, do you remember Janardin in Seattle? Yeah. Uh, for a few days he went out and the only people he stopped were homeless people. He went to <laughs> experiment. He just stopped homeless people and he was selling many books. Really? And then... Uh, they had money? Oh, yes. One <laughs> uh, gave... Another devotee, Jayananda, gave him $100 for a Bhagavad Gita. He was homeless? Homeless. And a little bit intoxicated. <laughs> He so he was only approaching homeless people? For a few days, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. A little uh, experiment. <laughs> yes, Prabhu. Misra Bhagavan Prabhu is, an, is, a, is a Star Wars book distributor for many years now. 
Yes, Prabhu. Uh, most of the devotees who sell books here, we, it's just this little group that came, that learned book distribution somewhere else, mostly. Um, in this community, it, we have less reception to book distribution than what you might be used to in New Dwarka. Like a lot of the devotees here are kind of terrified of book distribution. <laughs> Premacharu Prabhu told me that something you could never surrender to, and he's a pretty surrendered devotee, huh. like more surrendered than most people I've met. And, and a lot of devotees, and this you say it's a family business. But here our family is mostly centered around Shushi Radhakalachanji, and book distributions. A lot of the devotees don't even know what you're talking about, actually, what a book bag is and how that works, and handing the book to people and going either door to door, store to store, or anything like that. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> so, uh, in this community, you know, we talk about book distribution sometimes, and some devotees are doing it, but how could we make it like what you say, a family business where everybody would be uh, like less apprehensive about it? Mm. Well, it has to be something that has to be spoken about. You know, you have to, uh, energy goes where attention goes. There has to be some attention, and then energy can go in that direction. So, uh, you give class sometimes here. So, speak about book distribution. You're an old book distributor, and uh, whoever does distribute books, they can speak about it. I know our fearless president here, Nityananda Prabhu, is into book distribution. So, uh, yeah, it has to be something that has to be spoken about more, more emphasis on. I mean, it's not, a, it's not that difficult a thing, you know, you just approach people and offer them Prabhupada's books, it's not, it's not that difficult. I can't understand why it would be so traumatic <laughs> to just approach someone and offer them a book. Yeah, you know, the worst thing that's going to happen is some people are going to say, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> It's not that hard. And Prabhupada said he wanted everybody to learn the art of book distribution. And when he was here, there was a, everybody would go out on Saturday. Back in the early 70s, everybody would go out. And then things kind of changed a little bit. Even if I heard that there was one, one Pajari, he told me that he would come back he would, he would do his Pajari service, then he'd go out on book distribution, and he'd come back, and he'd do, a, do another art, and he'd go out on book distribution again. There's no one at the temple. Everybody's on book distribution. That's the way it used to be, in some place. So everybody was doing it. And Prabhupada wrote that famous letter, everyone should join the Sankirtan party as soon as possible. So that just went all over the movement. So everybody was distributing books. It was the family business, the, the main activity. So uh, we should try to, again, as much as possible, uh, make it the main activity. It's possible. Yes, traditional book distribution system can also think of uh, new ways because like this year uh, the motto is to rack your, rack your brains to figure out how you can do more books. Yeah, that's Prabhupada's statement. He said tax your brain tax on how brain. to distribute more books. Go yeah, on. I think that's what he said, tax your brains, not rack, yeah. The, this year's motto that uh, Good. we all came up with at the Temple President's meeting was tax your brain uh, so that you know, even those devotees who may not go out on traditional book distribution systems can actually find ways that they can actually go out, I mean, and distribute books. Mm -hmm. There are ways we can all do it without having to do it in a way that might not be, that might, you know, sort of bruise the false ego a little too much. Uh, but, you know, okay, so go out and do it the other way, and then sooner or later one gains the strength to do it any which way that books can be distributed, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's like you said, when you go to the gym, and we lift weights, then you become stronger. And now, you know, lifting heavy weights is much easier to do because of the fact that you become stronger. So I think that that's basically what we can tell to devotees who may not feel 
that they can. They can distribute books, it's just that they don't know how. Mm-hmm. And, and I really like Vishashekar Prabhu's idea that, you know, he says, just make it a fun activity. It should be a fun activity. It should be something that you feel happy doing. And then, you know, that increases one's strength. And then, like you said, the austerity is important. It's like, it's, I think it's equally, austerity is equally important to happiness. It's like, you know, they say positive and negative charge. They're both important. Mm-hmm. Without positive and negative, you don't have full charge. You mm-hmm. can't go with just positive charge. The body works with positive and negative charge. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, austerity is like the negative charge. It, it's needed for the positive charge to work as well. The negative charge is needed. So, you know, then one can increase then equalize them and have equal positive negative charge, you know. It's like you said, 90%, 5%, 5%, right? It's, you can see naturally those last two come to equal numbers. Mm. They're 5 and 5. The idea is to reduce the 90 and increase the 5 and 5 to 10 and 10, 15, 15, 20, 20, until you get it to 50, 50, and there's no boredom left, you know, zero boredom. Mm-hmm. 50% uh, austerity, 50% uh, happiness, you know, like that. And so then I think we're ready to go back to the spiritual world. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think this is what we need to get as a message to our devotees. You can distribute books, figure out your way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, it's like somebody came up with this, uh, what they call taxi, taxi, Sankirtan or something in India. Taxi. Taxi Kirtan. Yeah, There's yeah. many devotees that distribute books in taxis. Yeah, yeah, and he started by, the story that I heard was that he started because he had to catch a cab to work every day and he was figuring out how I'm going to pay for my cab fare. And he decided that he'll distribute books to the taxi driver and that way he gets some of his cab fare or something like that, you know. Which is a very good idea. I mean, it's a brilliant idea. Then he started distributing books to cab drivers. I mean, you know, so, I mean, one can figure out something that one can do that is a good way. I mean, even when you go to work, for example, there's nothing wrong in putting some prashadam in the, uh, in the you know, your food pantry where everybody comes and takes prashadam. And then when they really like you, put some books out there too. And then they pick up the books as well. And you pay for the books. From your salary, you pay for the books. Let them pick it up and read. And, and you know, you never know what can come out of that. You make some real friends mm-hmm. if they read those books. So there are many different ways devotees can do it. It's just we've got to tax our brains. So this is the year for taxing our brains and half the year is gone. So we've got to double tax our brains for the next half of the year because we didn't do it for the first half of the year. So like yeah. that. Well, fortunately, we have... Uh the personification of taxing the brain in Vaisheshika Prabhu. <laughs> so he's already shown us so many ways. You know, we got, do you have smart tables here? And then, uh, yeah, that's a smart table there, right? And then you have smart boxes. Do you have those also? We have, we have, we just, we're trying to find somebody who can manage them. Uh-huh. The idea is there. Right. There has to be someone to manage them also. You know, something that's, that, that also is very easy for distributing books is, is to have a table. If there's some place where you can put a table, is there any place? Maybe you could, there must be some place in the city where you can put a table. Because people stop automatically. I just, that's how, that's the only way I distribute practically, or 90% of the time. Where do they set up tables? Oh, yeah. Very easy, very easy. You just have a pamphlet. See, that's the main trick. You have a pamphlet, and then they stop. Here, let me show you these. It's very, you know, it's very, it's it's easy on the false ego, <laughs> because they're stopping at your table, and then you could present the books. So, for people that have a hard time, they don't want that false ego bruised. It's a very easy way to distribute books. Table. Give give them out. Yeah. Shastradan. That's another nice one. Yeah. So it would be nice if we can get as many people as possible involved here. Increase. Yeah. And I think that those of us who are working and they feel very uh, scared to go out on book distribution, then put, up, put some of your salary aside and, you know, sponsor the books and go out to the hospitals and other places and give them out to them. Yeah. from your own salary. Let's start doing it yourself. I mean, if, you know, charity begins at home. Yeah. If we do it ourselves, then we'll sooner or later inspire others to do it because of our own example, we do it. So, you know. You know, Krishna says uh, in this regard, prana artha diyavati shreya achranam sada. He said, it is the duty 
of all living entities to perform welfare activities for the benefit of others. With their life, prana, artha, with their wealth, dia, with their intelligence, and vacha, with their words. He says it's the duty of everyone, what to speak of devotees, he says, he says of everyone to perform welfare activities, for everybody else, <laughs> what to speak of devotees. And Lord Chaitanya says, Atta eva ami agyaya dulun sapakare. He says, and this is heavy, listen, this is Lord Chaitanya, he says, I order everyone to accept this Krishna consciousness and distribute it everywhere, to everyone. <laughs> this is direct words of Lord Chaitanya. I order everyone to accept this Krishna consciousness and distribute it everywhere, to everyone. So this, that's a powerful statement there by Lord Chaitanya. Order. It doesn't give an option. You know. So it's something that uh, important for us to all engage in this book distribution. Anything else? Yes. Where is that from? I don't know exactly where that is in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, but I could find out. It's there. <laughs> uh, yes. I was speaking with one of my friends from Wisconsin, Silicon Valley, who is doing book distribution under the guidance of Vaisheshika Prabhu. Um, uh, people who are not so much interested in going out and knocking the doors, they suggest they have their books in their cars, they have their books in their cabin luggage, they have their books in their cubicles at work. So, for example, they go out, uh, wherever they go, they see the people, they have the mood always to give it, give the book, like Prabhuji said, from your own salary. Yeah. Uh, they keep the books everywhere and they have the opportunity to see the book all the time so that they want to give it away. So once we have the books all the time with us, then we can give it away. So, Vaisheshika Prabhu generally says, everybody must have some boxes of books in their home so that then you can give it out. If you don't have, you can give it out. Yeah. So, that's yeah, it. very good. My hero, Vaisheshika Prabhu. <laughs> Great benediction on our society. So we should pick up that mood. Where did he get that mood from? From Prabhupada. Where did he get that mood from? From Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. Ultimately, it's coming from Krishna. <laughs> Krishna wants this knowledge distributed. And we're all servants of Krishna. Right? So we should do what is most pleasing to the Master. And there's nothing more pleasing to Krishna, to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, than somehow getting this knowledge out to the people. Okay? Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki. Yeah.